is this whole idea that's in the media around, you know, if you're eating what you're supposed to be eating, you're tuning into your body, then your body will be at its natural weight and you won't have to do anything and it'll just be where it's at. And that might be true for a good majority of people, but what that doesn't take into account is people who don't know about proper nutrition or people who have underlying health conditions like I do with PCOS or people who have insulin problems, which is part of PCOS, but you can also have insulin problems and you know be pre-diabetic or have type 2 diabetes. Um, or people who may not realize that they're over-consuming calories and they think that they're being healthy, and maybe they are, but maybe they're adding just a little too much creamer in their coffee or they're taking like small bites of little foods here and there, and those calories add up. And one thing I can't stand is when things are said like, oh, well, calories don't count. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be looking at calories. And while I agree that we shouldn't be obsessing and looking at the number of calories and things, I think it's a good idea to have a baseline um, of what your general nutrition needs are. And it was Welcome to the Free Yourself and Body Prison podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer O'Neill. This is a safe space for us to talk about all things body image, weight loss, binge emotional eating, exercise, and finding the balanced middle ground between diet culture and anti-diet culture. I am so excited for you to be here. Let's get started with today's show. Hello, everybody. It has been a hot minute since I have recorded a podcast. I think, honestly, I've just allowed to get life to get life. I've just allowed life to get in the way. I am sitting on my bed recording this podcast at 8.40 p.m. after a very long day. For those of you that don't know, I still work a full-time job. And I do love it. And my goal is to be coaching full-time eventually, but um, some days are long and some days are hard. So I wanted to acknowledge that. And my goal is to be more consistent with this podcast and to share more about what's been going on with me behind the scenes and sharing more about my lifestyle and ways in which I can help all of you who are listening to, you know, make peace with your bodies, make peace with food, make peace with exercise in whatever form it looks best for you because everybody's journey is different. And that is the number one thing that I want to acknowledge is there is no one right way for people to do things. And this has been on my mind a lot lately, especially because I try not to get too much on social media, but I think part of my message stems from, of course, my personal experience. Um, but a lot of it is also because things that I see online of people, you know, there's, there's this anti-diet and then there's diet culture. And I find myself not falling in either one. Like, yes, I spent years and years trying to adopt into diet culture. But even then, I never went to the extremes of severely restricting myself or severely lowering my calories or exercising for hours. It's something that I just cannot relate to whatsoever. So I'm always completely honest about that. And then I just can't relate to this idea of you know, eating intuitively and never wanting to lose weight and never wanting to make physical changes to your body because I don't agree with that either. I do believe that mindful eating is important. Yes. And I came up with my own version of mindful eating before I'd ever even heard of intuitive eating. But I believe that mindful eating and flexible dieting can be combined and can be used in a way that is powerful and in a way that empowers you versus trying to diminish you or take away from anything that you are trying to do for yourself. 
So with that, I wanted to share something that's been on my mind lately because I feel like for so many years I felt ashamed. I felt ashamed of my body and the way that it looked and the fact that I was you no know, chubby growing up. And I say I say overweight loosely because when I look back at pictures of myself in high school, I really wasn't that big. And there's nothing wrong if you're big or a larger size. Like I am naturally curvy. I'm naturally a larger size. Like I'm likely always going to be bigger. Like I'm never going to be thin. And I've said that over and over again. But, um, I also was probably within a normal weight range and I didn't realize that. And I thought because I didn't look like the people that we see in the magazines and all of that, that, you know, I had severe body dysmorphia and because I had stomach rolls. And I've said this, if you've listened to my podcast, you've been following me for a while, you've probably heard me say this, that I thought because I had stomach rolls and because I didn't have a flat stomach that there was something wrong with me because I didn't look like everybody else. And I would go shopping for clothes and nothing fit. And it was just very frustrating to try to fit in with, you know, what the standards were in society back then. Things have definitely shifted a lot, but it's interesting because I will, you know, order bathing suits and things and they'll make things for curvy women, but they want to take into account the fact that some women are curvy and have big boobs. Like that's like something that baffles me or when I see things for sports bras and I'm just like, um, like just because you're plus size doesn't mean that, well, you would think that like plus size and like maybe having a big chest would go hand in hand, but like, no, that's just like, I don't know. So even in like within the plus size curvy community, I feel like I find myself feeling frustrated with clothes. But anyways, going back to my original topic and what I wanted to talk about Um, it's going back to that whole idea of me not being able to relate to what's being preached and advertised. And I started thinking about like my struggles with binge eating and with emotional eating. And like I said earlier, like I've never really restricted myself. Like, yes, I've been on diets, I've done diets, but I was never able to get to the point of, you know, severely restricting myself. And not that that's a goal anyone should attain whatsoever, But my blood sugar would drop and I would find myself having to eat. And I've always had this tendency to want to eat and to overconsume and to eat more calories than I necessarily need. But the other thing that I realized is just I really love food. And to acknowledge the fact that I love to eat instead of feeling ashamed about it. But I think it's also powerful to acknowledge that like you can love to eat and also want to eat healthier and do better for yourself. And one thing that's been on my mind and that I had been battling with for a long time, and I'm sure that there are other people that can relate, and that's why I'm bringing this up, is this whole idea that's in the media around, you know, if you're eating what you're supposed to be eating, you're tuning into your body, then your body will be at its natural weight, and you won't have to do anything, and it'll just be where it's at. And that might be true for a good majority of people, but what that doesn't take into account is people who don't know about proper nutrition or people who have underlying health conditions like I do with PCOS or people who have insulin problems, which is part of PCOS, but you can also have insulin problems and, you know, be pre-diabetic or have type 2 diabetes Um, or people who may not realize that they're over consuming calories and they think that they're being healthy and maybe they are, but maybe they're adding just a little too much creamer in their coffee or they're taking like small bites of little foods here and there. And those calories add up. And one thing I can't stand is when things are said like, oh, well, calories don't count. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be looking at calories. And while I agree that we shouldn't be obsessing and looking at the number of calories and things, I think it's a good idea to have a baseline 
um, of what your general nutrition needs are. And it was so interesting because recently I was listening to somebody who who advocates for intuitive eating. And look, if that's something that you want to do and you want to try, then by all means go for it. It is not for me, at least not in the sense of the strict intuitive eating because I feel like it's they have like a specific set of rules and it's like you need to follow like this way. And I understand it's about getting in tune with your body and finding, you know, healing your relationship with food. But there's also this whole thing of like you can't want to lose weight and you can't do this and you can't do that. And like maybe they're I might be exaggerating a little bit because I can't name the specific things. But it just feels like there's this whole other set of rules being created in the opposite direction. And what I had to realize for myself was, um, gosh, I feel like I just lost my train of thought with that. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. But basically, I, I was just thinking about, you know, like the mindful eating aspect that I talk about and how it can be easy to overconsume on calories. And for me, like, I feel like I'm hovering at this weight and I feel like I've been stuck at this weight for several months. And what intuitive eating people would say is, oh, well, that's just your natural weight. That's where your body's supposed to be. So I'm like, okay, well, this is where my body's supposed to be. Like, I'm just going to keep eating what I'm eating and I'm just going to like work out when I can, but like not worry about following like a very consistent workout schedule. And then I started to like really get honest with myself and I'm like, is this really where your body's meant to be or is it just... Not to say that it's an excuse, but it's almost like, am I showing up for myself in the best way that I can possibly show up for myself in terms of what are my best nutritional needs and what is the best way for me to exercise and take care of myself? And so I started writing down my food, again, not in a way to be extreme. Oh, that's what I was talking about, the calories. But yeah, I started writing down the food, not in a way to be extreme, um, but just to be aware of what it is that I'm eating and how easy it is to overeat without even realizing. And so I'm just like, oh, well, this could be a reason why my weight isn't shifting. And again, it's not in a way to be forceful or manipulative or anything like that. And I think that's something that gets forgotten is talking about this middle ground where it's like, you don't have to be like manipulative. Like there are ways to do this without being obsessive. And the number one thing that I teach is how to heal your mindset so that you, if you feel like you are in an obsessive place, or you feel like you're seeking your happiness and looking a certain way, let's look at that and heal that first. And then we can make the healthy lifestyle changes from that place of self-love. And so I've done all the work behind that, but I still feel like, you know, I've fallen into this pit of, well, you shouldn't really like be thinking about what you weigh. Or you really shouldn't care. But like when your clothes are starting to get tight and you don't feel comfortable in what you're wearing and you start wearing sweats, even when it's hot outside, I'm like, okay, Jennifer, like something deeper is going on and it's okay to have an honest look at what it is. And part of it could be my PCOS, but also honestly, like looking at what I'm writing down, not that I'm sitting around eating crap, but I'm like, okay, could I be more honest with myself and more accountable to what it is that I'm eating? And so going back to this intuitive eating um, person that I was listening to, they were basically saying like, oh, well, it's important to get rid of all the crap around diet culture before we even look at nutrition. And I just, to me, that just doesn't make any sense because yes, while it's important to look at diet culture and what it is that diet culture has taught us, I think it is so important to be able to know what your nutritional needs are and to have an idea of what it is that you're eating. Because if you're just going like balls to the wall and just eating whatever, whenever, like how does that serve anybody? And so 
for me, it's been a part of my journey. Like this is, you know, it's an ever evolving journey. It doesn't end. And so I think part of me was kind of ashamed to even say this, to like admit like, okay, this is what I'm struggling with right now or what I'm going through. And then I had to remind myself of how far I've come and that I have this awareness that I know how to guide myself back to where I want and need to be. And so going back to like the whole, like I love to eat, but am I eating in the most optimal way for myself and writing down what I'm eating? I'm like, no, like I could honestly, like I know that I thrive much better with eating more protein and eating more vegetables. Am I eating enough protein and vegetables? To be honest, no. And I'm like, well, no wonder I feel hungry because like I'm like I'm eating fine. Like it's, you know, considered healthy, quote unquote. But is it the healthiest version that it could be for me? And the answer is no. And I think it's super um, good to be aware of what it is that we're consuming and how we can show up better for ourselves in a way, like I said, not obsessive or crazy or restrictive. But in a way where it's like, am I, am I showing up the best that I can for myself? Or am I letting myself slip into this mindset of, well, the anti-diet culture movement says that I shouldn't be doing this, so it's okay. And I find that to be another form of self-sabotage and another form of self-hate. Again, I'm not saying that it's applicable for everyone, but for me, it is. And that's why I'm so passionate about helping women find the balanced middle ground so that you're not going to this other extreme place of like, well, the anti-diet message says I should do this. And if I don't want to diet, then like, this is my only other option. And I firmly believe that that's not the case. I think it's important to be, you know, aware of what your own needs are and how you can better take care of your body. And even with the exercise, like I know I do great with strength training. And one thing that kind of like, I don't know, it like kind of like, I don't want to say pisses me off, but it's almost like, you know, you should always enjoy your exercise no matter what it is that you do. And like, while I agree that you shouldn't be making yourself miserable to exercise in order to look a certain way, I do believe that it's important to challenge yourself. And there are strength training workouts that are going to challenge me that I'm not always going to want to do, but are they going to make me stronger and help me feel better in my body? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Oh my gosh. Why can't I talk? And so this just reminds me of like being in clothes that are uncomfortable. And it's just like, you know, you hear hear things like, well, just buy new clothes. Like, I'm like, do I really want to go out and spend money on a whole new wardrobe? So like, no, while I agree that you don't need to be forcing yourself to fit into like size six jeans where you're really meant to be like at a size 10. um, I also believe that there's something to be said for, you know, if you're a little bit uncomfortable and you're like maybe like a little five to 10 pounds over what your natural weight tends to be, there is nothing wrong with having an honest look at that and seeing, you know, what you can do to help what works for you. And what kind of like bothers me about the whole intuitive eating framework is that like, I feel like they kind of tell you that you shouldn't be looking at that. You shouldn't be worrying about it. You should just like, if you want ice cream, go eat ice cream. And if it's like the whole pint of ice cream, that's okay because you've been depriving yourself for so long. And this is the thing is like, like I was saying at the beginning about overeating, like I've always had a tendency to overeat. And if like, if someone tells me to go eat a pint of ice cream, like that's what I would tend to want to go eat. And yes, there are moments where it's like, you know, you do crave the healthier foods, but there are moments like I really have to catch myself. And it's, it's about forming a habit and about learning to listen to the voice or not listen to the voice in your head. It's about ignoring the voice in your head that tells you to go eat. And I don't know if any of you can relate to this, but 
when you've dealt with binge and emotional eating, at least for me, like I, I had this compulsion to go and want to go eat more food, even when I physically did not require or need more food. It's almost like this need to go and want to eat more. And very often you're not going to go binge and overeat on the things that are like oranges or salads or apples or carrots. No, you usually want to go and overeat on the things that are quote unquote bad for you, like ice cream and cookies and cake and all of those things. And it doesn't always stem from deprivation. Like there are people, like for me, it it can sometimes feel like an addiction or like it did feel like an addiction. And when that addictive voice wants to pop up and say like, hey, like you should go eat the ice cream or whatever and you really don't need or require it. Like there's a difference between wanting ice cream and fully enjoying it and you know wanting to go eat it just for the sake of eating it when it isn't serving your highest good and I feel like that that really doesn't get talked about and it gets ignored and it's all about like you know you should just go eat the ice cream if you feel like it and it's like are we really tuning in to what it is that we want and teaching people you know proper nutrition proper guidance around their needs and what's best for them so I feel like maybe I've rambled a little bit on this podcast. I tend to just, you know, I have an idea of what I want to talk about and I don't have a specific outline. And like I said, it's been a while since I've recorded something. So I told myself done is better than perfect. Um, But yeah, those are just some thoughts on my mind. I'm sure I will be sharing more as time goes on. And I am in the process of developing coaching programs and opening up one-on-one coaching for people who are, you know, wanting a deeper dive into their relationship with food or their bodies or with exercise or all three it doesn't have to be you know one or the other um I know I went through a hell of a journey to get to where I am today and like I said I'm not perfect there are still moments that the old struggles want to come up and there are old habits that we have to break up with and to learn to recognize you know what isn't serving us anymore and to be willing to go beyond what isn't serving us anymore and our comfort level to show up as our healthiest, best selves. So I will leave you with that. Thank you for listening and I will talk to you guys soon. If you've enjoyed today's podcast episode, we would love for you to leave a review on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you may be listening to this podcast. You can reach out to me at Luminous Wellness with Jennifer on Instagram. I also have a website. I don't use it as much, but you are more than welcome to check out my website. And you can also message me. Um, I know Apple likes to see reviews and the more reviews that people leave, the more people are likely to see the podcast. So if you feel inclined and you want to leave a review or you want to leave a comment, I would love for you to do that. And I will talk to you guys soon.